Ladies and gentlemen, fellas, 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 we got a good one, a good Thursday night, a traditional Thursday night game, a 41 implied total. The Taylor Heineke versus Daniel Jones, potentially the two worst quarterbacks in the league right now, going head-to-head at it on Thursday night football. Oh, it's going to be a doozy. And oh yeah, there's a lot of dollar whiskeys to first place. And oh yeah, there's props to be taken. And speaking of props to be taken, so far people have signed up with the code Sal on prize picks. This month I get to see like whatever, how everybody's doing. Not on an individual basis, but as like a group, including myself in that. We have won $40,000. Now not exactly, it's like 39980 We are absolutely cleaning them. And it's halfway through the month. It's not like this was just like two good nights. We are absolutely taking prize picks to the cleaners. So I have three props for this slate so far. I'm waiting for more to come out. I'm actually recording this on Tuesday afternoon. So obviously some news is going to come out for the injury statuses of Saquon and what his role is going to be. We'll cover that. Don't worry. I'll be live an hour and a half before the game starts on Thursday night to update you. The projections on Patreon will all be updated. We're going to break down this showdown slate. We'll talk about the props. We'll talk about the side in terms of the Vegas totals or the side that I have a bet on in this one. And let's start it off right away with some of my favorite plays on the slate. And we can pull up the double box right here. And the double box is going to show you some of the guys that I early on have a lot of interest in. And the first one all the way up top, what do you like to do on showdown slates? You like to secure the high ceiling of some wide receivers. And we got a couple of wide receivers as yeses early on. And we have a standout play that I'll probably play 100% of and we're going to get to him. I put a tweet out about him. You probably already know who it is. We'll get to him when we get to him. But Sterling Shepard right here at $8,000 is ridiculously underpriced, especially when you take into account Kenny Galladay being more expensive than him, especially when you take into account McLaurin's $1,000 more, right? This is a ridiculous price point of Sterling Shepard, who since last year has been the Giants wide receiver one. No, no, no. When, when they gave a lot of money to Kenny Galladay, he was not the wide receiver one. They might have given him wide receiver one money, but when you don't have an offensive line, when you don't have a good quarterback in Daniel Jones, you're not going to be able to throw downfield to Kenny Galladay. Yeah, he had four catches for 64 yards in week one. He's obviously in play because he's a decent price at $8,200 on a one game showdown slate and has touchdown upside but give me sterling shepherd all day and i like sterling shepherd way more have thought he's been the wide receiver one on this team for a long time now what does he do week one eh, he leads all wide receivers in snaps with 58 plays 95 percent of the snaps and eh, he leads all wide receivers with 40 routes run oh yeah and leads them in every statistical category seven catches 113 yards a touchdown and nine targets he is fantastic the hurried throws are going to be there just like they were week one and probably every week for how bad this offensive line is the hurry throws are going to be there for daniel jones especially against this washington front expect a lot of quick short passes and with Saquon Barkley still banged up, not running routes, he only played 47% of the snaps last week, Sterling Shepard is going to benefit by far the most. And now those are in no ranking order, that sheet that you just saw. Obviously, the yeses are more important to me, at least early on right now, than the maybes. We'll update that. Projection, drinks, ownership, the optimizer, a bunch of stuff already out on Patreon. You can check it out down below. So these are in no ranking order, but you can see right here that I do have Darius Slayton on this list because Darius Slayton was heavily used, right? He also ran 33 routes week one. He played on 70% of the snaps as the wide receiver three. We like that. And the big thing here is you're getting a discount. You're getting a $6,600 player who saw seven targets in week one, more than Kenny Galladay, second on this team, only behind Sterling Shepard, and he's going to have a solid matchup week two. The routes runner I like to see. The downfield usage is what I like to see. And the biggest thing, the price point of 6600 on Superdraft. If you want to use the code SAL, get a free $25 to play on Superdraft. They have a lot of money, $50,000 first place prize pool on Sunday. He's 1.75x multiplier. That is probably, if not the best, the second best out of any of the wide receivers. We're going to get to the ultimate value on all sites shortly. Next up here is Antonio Gibson. And let's talk about Antonio Gibson. I mean, oh my goodness. Oh my goodness. Antonio Gibson, very similar to Joe Mixon, gave us everything we wanted and more out of these all do-it-all running backs athletic dominating running backs right joe mixon goes in overtime for over 30 opportunities 25 opportunities for mr antonio gibson out targets jd mckissick runs more routes than him and out targets him 
five to one in this game 20 carries on the ground the man played 36 snaps led all the running backs with a 65.4 percent snap share he was fantastic he's not gonna have the greatest of matchups this week against what last year was a top 10 defensive line for the giants and this year at least after week one looked pretty decent on the ground did give up the big rushing touchdown to melvin gordon but other than that outside of that one pop play did look pretty decent on the ground that being said though seeing the passing game usage there he had 13 routes run to mckissick's 10 i like to see that the problem with antonio gibson if anything as you can see on this screen is the price point is ninety six hundred dollars i mean outside of the quarterbacks he's the most expensive player and he's probably going to see a lot of that usage but even when i look at that like even when i'm looking at antonio gibson he's my highest projected player on this slate barely over taylor heineke he grades out as a better player for me factoring in the price point than heineke barely over terry mclaurin then daniel jones right he's grading out better than all these guys Gibson looks like a smash play. We'll see what the ownership looks like. His teammate, Terry McLaurin, also looks really good. At $9,000, Terry McLaurin is currently my fourth highest projected player on this slate. In week one, he didn't have a lot of usage. You saw Ryan Fitzpatrick go down, which probably hurts him long-term. He'll probably see Bradbury this week. And when I say he didn't have a, a lot of usage, I mean from a target standpoint, like the guy had 100% of the snaps. He played on all 55 snaps. He's out there in terms of uh, on-the-field snap usage as much as you possibly can be. He ran a team-high 26 routes, but it only translated to four targets. He did catch four of them for 62 yards. 10.2 fantasy points on a bad day for Terry McLaurin. If that's what his floor is, he went to look like that's fine with me and you had 70 percent of the game for taylor heineke out there so it's not like this was just one drive and you don't really know what to expect now out of taylor heineke no he played with him last year at times and he played 70 percent of the game this year so mclaurin is in play for me he obviously is a standout receiver i would prefer for the price discount sterling shepherd right now we can keep sliding down to some other options logan thomas is an interesting one because he ran 24 outs tied for the second most on this team uh, of the washington football team and you have logan thomas out there catching three balls he finds the end zone thrown that his way by taylor heineke but he's gonna have a little bit of a tougher matchup and he's 7400 so that's my concern like for a tight end who probably runs 25 routes this week who might see around five or six targets but has a really difficult matchup against reggie raglan who's actually a decent cover uh linebacker that is going to be my main concern for logan thomas he's still a yes for me because it's a showdown slate and he is one of the two highest huge players on this team but the biggest player right now the biggest player to talk about is diami brown they messed this price point up DraftKings did and it, it, you can't take it back the cat's out of the bottle he'll probably be massively owned i might have 100 of him i probably will he ran 24 routes week one it was thought that him and cam sims diami brown the rookie out of unc it was thought that him and cam sims might split that wide receiver two role on the outside with curtis samuel out cam sims played two snaps and ran one route yeah diami brown running 24 routes only two behind the team lean of terry mclaurin and now he didn't produce so maybe if anything this keeps his ownership a little bit lower because diami brown had four targets which is good he actually earned some targets yeah, i mean he tied terry mclaurin right right up there he was only behind antonio gibson by one for the team lead in targets but he only had two targets he had a catch for negative two yards so we're hoping that some people who don't actually look into underlying stats and usage and opportunity see that he only caught one ball for negative two yards and think that he stinks but he's a $1,400 receiver who's the number two receiver on this team who will probably run right up there around the number two routes with downfield usage. I like that a good amount. And he probably won't see much James Bradbury. He is the best play on this slate. And now we can start to slide into some of the guys who are not as strong of plays, but still look solid. And as we slide into them, I'll share some of the props that I've taken. These are the three props that I immediately took right when the salaries came out. So this is a $100 wager. It's a flex play. So you only have to get two out of three of them, right? You don't have to get all three of them right here to profit. So Taylor Heineke, I took him over 16 points. I've got Heineke closer to 18 points right now. These are not the most solid props, but these are just the fantasy props, which come out earlier. I'm going to wait for all the other props on prize picks to come out. I'll take them throughout the day. I'll put them in the Patreon discord. We'll talk about them on Thursday, but here's a starting point. Taylor Heineke over the seven and a half points for Diami Brown. I have him around 10 fantasy points in this game, which is insane for his price point of 1400. And then probably outside. So Diami Brown and Sterling Shepard, if you just wanted to go with two, those would be the two Heineke is probably the least secure one I feel good about but I still have him over that number and then you have Sterling Shepard over 12 and a half fantasy points I have Shepard for about 14 so those are the three ones that I saw the most I'll probably add another two to three four 
player stat props once more pop up and I actually finish my stat projections. I have my fantasy projections up. That's why I took these ones. If you want to tail this one, again, we are up $40,000 so far. And this is like 15 days into the month on price picks. Not just me. I'm up, I think so far, like $2,000 or $2,500 this month. But the overall community that I can see that's used the code Sal when you sign up, you get a free bet up to 100 bucks. So you get a free bet up to 100 bucks. And right now we're absolutely taking them to the cleaners. That's not going to last forever, but we're having a very good start to the season. These props are inefficient to start the season. Let's take advantage of them. You can tail this one if you want to. There's a couple. I'll put more in the Discord when and if I take them. So check that out. The sponsors of the show use the code Sal Price Picks. Beautiful people over there. Go ahead, match up with you guys. You have a lovely time. You take them to the cleaners. Let other people from other sites and whatever else lose. We have a good time. So now you start to get to some of these plays that are just, you know, they're going to project out for like 14, 15 fantasy points. So they have to be in play on a showdown. It's like Daniel Jones, a 19 implied team total. Absolutely terrible. He'll have a massive offensive line disadvantage in this one. It's going to look really bad. He's not going to have time to throw downfield all that often. In week one, he had 37 attempts. He turned the ball over on a fumble. Now he played decent, 7.2 yards per attempt, 267 yards and a touchdown. He looked decent. Like you're going to get Daniel Jones to play, have two great plays and one terrible play, like early uh, season or early career Josh Allen. So Daniel Jones is in play. If I have to choose between Daniel Jones and Taylor Heineke, though, it is really a coin flip, but I'll go with Taylor Heineke at this point. He's going to have just better offensive line production matchup than Daniel Jones because Jones is probably going to be the worst, maybe in the entire season, this defensive line of Washington versus the offensive line of the Giants. We slide down to Saquon Barkley, and it's really hard to trust Saquon Barkley because if you look at him, last week he only played 47% of the snaps, right? He only played on 29 of the snaps. He saw 10 carries. He didn't really run many routes. He ran 16 routes, saw three targets, had a catch. That's nowhere near his normal usage because he was limited. You're not going to see him out there all that much. And I don't think on a short week now against this daunting Washington. Washington football team that he's automatically going to go from 47.5% of the snaps to 70% of the snaps in his normal workload. Maybe he sees a little bit kick up if nothing was tweaked and nothing feels sore. Maybe he plays 50 to 55% of the snaps. That is still not worth this $10,000 Saquon Barkley price point. Saquon Barkley right now for me does not grade out as a strong play. I have him for 14 and a half fantasy points. Obviously, if he gets in the end zone, that helps. But on this showdown slate, if we're factoring in the price point, Barkley rates out as my number 19 play. I think he'll be overwhelmed because of his name value. Give me Antonio Gibson for the cheaper. Kenny Galladay's on here. He ranks out as my number 18 overall play if you factor out some of the really dirt cheap guys who are like 200 and they're only grading out good because they're projected for like a point he'll grade out for me as like right around the number 12 play on this slate number 15 play on this slate around there it's just a fact that he's a little bit more expensive than sterling Shepard. i prefer the price discount on the darius slayton i prefer to pay up a little bit more for terry mclaurin in a true role i just don't think he's going to get downfield usage but the usage in general was fine i mean they paid him money so they're clearly going to use him he played in week one on 85 percent of the snaps he was third on the team with six targets brought in four of them for 64 yards he's a jump ball receiver he'll have a fine matchup in this one it's just the fact that the price point's a little bit higher if the ownership was to somehow only be like 20 percent 24 percent 25 percent on Galladay then go there but it's going to be 35 to 40 percent it's just how it goes with these showdown slates and I keep forgetting to say this this year in the videos because I keep saying hit the like button which is cool if you want to do that but hit the subscribe button if you enjoy this channel tapping the notification bell let you know when we put out these videos you can get in there first before the player props move get the early intel but also when we're going live which is really important if you want to get your questions in before lock I try and answer as many questions as I possibly can on those live streams so be sure to do that I appreciate that so you have some kickers and defenses honestly in these lower total games kickers will be a little bit more valuable because if they put up if they have two field goals and an extra point seven or eight points and there's less touchdowns being scored they have a real chance to get into some of these optimal lineups you have Graham Gano in this one you have Duskin Hopkins they're both going to be just fine and in play for me I'm playing at most one kicker I usually don't really like to play kickers unless it is a Justin Tucker with a team total of close to 30 like we saw on Monday Night Football so kickers and defenses they're in play for me they don't project out for anything insane the defenses will project out for like six or seven points the kickers for like seven or eight points with not much of a ceiling interesting 
interesting to talk about these tight ends from the Giants now. Kyle Rudolph and Caden Smith. Rudolph had the most usage, but Caden Smith actually started this game and saw good usage. The fact that Caden Smith, Evan Ingram, here's the big news, right? We're waiting on like Saquon's status update if he's going to see more usage. Evan Ingram is not expected to play as of this recording on Tuesday. He did not practice as of today. We'll see what happens on Wednesday. But if he if that changes, we'll update it in the projections. Whoops. We'll talk about it on Thursday. Otherwise, right now it looks like it's going to be Kyle Rudolph and Caden Smith again. And we talked about Diami Brown being an insane value, but Caden Smith also is a pretty strong value. He started in this game. He played 40. 6% of the snaps, but the big thing was he ran 18 routes. Those 18 routes led to zero targets. You are rarely, if ever, going to find a player who is $200 running 18 routes. Most players who are $200 don't step on the field, and if they do, they run like Willie Sneed the other night, like two routes, and hits the ball up, and it gets picked off, right? Almost cost his team the game. But I'm expecting in week two a similar role that he got in week one. I'm expecting damn near 50% of the snaps. I'm expecting him to be out there, especially because his offensive line is bad, and they'll need tight ends out there, to be out there and run 15 or so routes, and that's rarely going to lead to zero targets. Even if it leads to two targets, that is pretty good at $200. This is not me saying play him because we have the automatic insane value, probably play 100% Diami Brown in this slate. It really doesn't make Caden Smith that valuable because is Caden Smith really going to go for 10 plus fantasy points? If he finds the end zone, two catches for 10 yards and a touchdown, sure. But the easier path to get there is Diami Brown. And by the way, Diami Brown at $1,400, you can definitely put him in the captain spot. I mean, this guy is more than likely going to see five to six targets in this game with downfield usage. There's real upside for a three catch, 50 yard touchdown game from Diami Brown. And at $1,400, you can expect in a low total game, a 20 point captain 30 with the captain bonus to be in that spot yes especially because you can fit in everybody else it just matters do all those other guys who you have to fit in are they actually worth their salaries? Like, will they pay off those salaries to make it worth it? And then there's Kyle Rudolph, who's 3,200. He's also firmly in play. He's close to a yes for me. He played 78% of the snaps, ran a pretty impressive 27 routes, and he saw five targets. Only brought in two of them for eight yards, but he's going to have a red zone role. He's very close to a yes at 3,200. If Diami Brown wasn't on the slate or if Diami Brown was properly priced at like 5,800 to $6,800, then I would probably be putting Kyle Rudolph in a lot more of my lineups than I'm currently getting, but I just don't know how much value we're actually going to need. And we finish off this slate with just Taylor Heineke, who I do prefer, has some rushing upside, 17 yards off scrambles last week. I do prefer him over Daniel Jones. He'll have a better offensive versus defensive line matchup. He threw 15 times last week. He had averaged like eight yards per attempt. He just looked fine. And then there's the rest of the kicker's defenses and basically the backup running backs. McKissick, he'll be in play, but the usage was not that encouraging at all. He only played 36% of the snaps, only saw one carry. It was all the Antonio Gibson show. He ran just 10 routes and saw one target, nowhere near the usages last year. There is no more Alex Smith checking the ball down to him. This is not the greatest Smith for McKissick, and the week one usage was bad. Devontae Booker saw a little bit more usage because of the fact that, I mean, only four carries, ran a couple routes, only because Saquon was limited and that didn't even look that great Kadarius Tony's on here the rookie that they said they might get a lot of involvement out of the man only played five snaps ran four routes and he caught two passes for like negative one yards it did not look good and that's basically it the rookie Gary Brightwell saw barely any snaps Adam Humphreys I'll point out because he's $4,800 Humphrey grades out for me as my 20th play on the slate I guess we can put Adam Humphreys in play because he's going to start in the slot he'll see a pretty nice matchup against uh, Darnay Holmes the problem with Humphreys is that his big draw was that he was playing with Ryan Fitzpatrick his former teammate he only ran 16 routes week one he played 55 of his snaps in the slot he caught two of his targets for 10 yards i'll keep him in play because i expect adam humphreys to run 15 to 20 routes in this game i think i kind of glossed over him he'll start in the slot in this one the problem is it's no longer ryan fitzpatrick who actually had a connection with him fitzpatrick lost after the first 30 percent of that game and then in comes taylor heineke who was not targeting he's targeting running backs logan thomas mclaurin and diami brown now it's a small sample adam humphreys in the slot will remain in play at 4800 but obviously diami brown for the cheaper is better i'd rather pay up for darius Slayton. i would probably even rather pay down for kyle rudolph so he's kind of in this no man's land. He's my 20th, 20th ranked play 
on this slate. He's probably the last guy that I would consider going for. So that's where I'm at right now. That is where I'm at early on in this one. The, the main guy I could see changing is Darius Slayton. See if I actually want to get him. See if at his price point of 6,600, if it's valuable enough. Like that's a kind of a dead zone where if you're playing Diami Brown and or Kyle Rudolph or Diami Brown and a kicker, do you really need to ever get in that mid zone of the Adam Humphreys and the Darius Slaytons? Or can you just start targeting? And you probably can just start targeting the Antonio Gibsons, McLaurin and Sterling Shepard tier. But thank you for tuning into this one. Be sure to support the sponsor of the show. Take that prop. Use the code sound. We're up 40 grand as a community, which is just insane. Simple. S the code style you get a free bet up to $100 it's a limited time offer so check it out down below if you want to join in on winning the dollar ruskies if you want to join in on winning the dollar ruskies in the community join the family let me welcome you home you get in down below on patreon you get the discord access you get all this stuff there's a bunch of stuff optimizers ownership projections projections matchup notes 23 pages last week the sunday morning gpp strategy show where i break down how to go set up your optimizers what you should be looking for in stacks how to dominate for certain contests single entry three max 150s whatever it is and that's just a sample of all that's to come so be sure to check it all out linked down below i appreciate y'all tuning in like subscribe before you go i'll see you on the live stream on thursday peace out gang